0: to get down. You're now entering the no flodging zone. Welcome to the no flogging podcast brought to you by the bad guy radio. There will be no captain, no flogging alive. I now present your hosts: Asinine, Dre, Justin, and King Matt. Pick your feet up, put your headphones in, as these fellas give you nothing but raw, uncut truth. This could be that blue magic, so don't overdose. Nothing but Southside shit today. How about the boys, five in a row, one game back in the division? We here BGR told y'all, don't panic, that the boys will be okay. We kept the shit a hundred. Mankata coming up clutch. Since he flipped Latin King, he's starting to ball out. Wearing them yellow joints, I see. He must be in Lil' Village hanging out or some shit, I don't know. But it is kind of south side, I guess. You know? But fuck the guardians, fuck the twins. They're about to be rolled up in the wood. We see y'all using our language and shit. Might as well come out the closet. We see you uh undercover BGR supporters. You know, we see y'all. If you are scared, go to church. What's good, Jess? What's up, King
1: Mac? I can't call it. Hey, how you doing, Dre? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm watching this game. We have Kopech having a little bit, little issues, but I'm hoping uh, we get together get some offense going.
0: Yeah, we should. We should be all right. I mean, we had some late comebacks in this series already. But, yeah, Kopech is struggling a little bit here in this uh, fourth inning. Hopefully, he get out of it. How you feeling, Justin? Yeah. What's up, Justin?
2: yeah so you know i had to pause for a second because mac you've been pissing me off with this copet shit (laughs) you had the audacity to say he was pitching against the astros better than cease did yesterday stop playing
0: man well i mean he's only given up three runs so far i I believe cease Gave up three runs uh, yesterday in five minutes. So, I mean, it's not too far away from the cease performance. Hopefully the boys can get some hits, though. They're struggling against this lefty with his little curveball-sinker combination. Seems pretty tough.
2: Yeah, I mean, shit. It's a guy named Framber. What do you expect, Mac? It's weird. You know how we do with lefties. It's either we kill them or they throw a no-hitter. Like growing up, it was Tommy Malone, Johan Santana, Francisco, uh, Liriano. Like even Jason Vargas, weak ass, gave us a little bit of trouble. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say.
0: I don't know what to say. Yeah, well, I, I will say one thing: Moncada just made a hell of a play. There you go. Yeah, to get did. us out that yeah, inning, right did. there. I will say that. <laughs> you know what I mean, but. I want to focus on the positive a little bit. The White Sox have won five in a row. They have had some good comeback <laughs> victories uh, against the Astros. They, uh, Yoan, even though he's only had two hits in the past two games, they've been very important hits. So I know Justin, who's a stand has to be excited about that. I'm. Sure, he. You damn right. <laughs> he was editing everybody on on fucking Twitter, <laughs> and Ken Wu adding me,
2: carrying y'all poverty ass team, carrying. He
1: couldn't. Em. He couldn't wait, man. He couldn't wait. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I, I can't. It's, it's still early for me to take him. You know, off my DFA, but he he been he been stepping up, doing his job. So I can't really give a guy award for doing what he's supposed to have been doing.
2: I think Moncada deserve a participation trophy at this point, what he's doing for the Chicago White Sox. And you know what? Before we go in either even further in the fucking show, I got to give Frank Menekino his fucking roses because the last five games we've been on fucking fire and how many times have the ball had to leave the yard? You got timely hits. You got a good approach at the plate from the whole fucking lineup at the same time. Give Frank Manichino his roses and you fucking animals that want him and Tony LaRusso fired should be fucking ashamed of yourself. You already voted Joe Biden into office. Now you're trying to kick out the good old white folk that's helping your South Side win some fucking ball games.
1: I guess no, you want to that. First, <laughs> first off, TLR is not white. Secondly, I still want Frank gone.
2: I'm light skinned and
0: he lighter than me white.
2: Nah. I mean, His
0: name is LaRussa. Yeah. I just think the guy's struggling. I don't I don't know if it's too much on the hitting coach. I mean, they getting timely hits now. I guess that's the most important thing in baseball. But I will say one thing. I mean, this pitching staff has been doing an amazing job, and I wanted to salute Johnny Cueto. It seemed like him challenging the guys in the media has kind of woke the players up. You even got some emotion out of Yoan when he got that uh game uh, uh go ahead uh, single yesterday. He was on first base, you know, yelling and screaming. I like to see that. So maybe Cueto was the the leader we've been looking for as far as on the White Sox, the spark plug, I should say, to get the guys going, man. And then he pitched yeah. a hell of a game too.
2: Only had three strikeouts, but Mac. Uh, the thing about Cueto's start that was so fucking cold was how he manipulated the Astros lineup. He got them to do whatever they wanted. Like, think about this. You went eight innings and only had three strikeouts. It was a lot of fucking traffic on the bases that he had to manipulate and maneuver through. And he did that, bro. Now, I don't think that Dylan Cease is in that that realm yet of pitcher. But, you know, you got guys like Lance Lynn and even Giolito. Giolito's getting older now, and he does a good job pitching when he got his medium stuff. So we can definitely take that type of shit into October, where you're going to need a grown man to get you through the fourth through the sixth, and you know that second and a half, third time around in the lineup. And he did that shit. Johnny Cueto did that shit.
0: I mean, Cueto's performance was throwback. I mean, when he was in trouble, he pitched around guys he you know felt could do damage against him and went after guys he felt he could get out i mean i i enjoyed it i'm gonna be honest like you don't see those type of pitching performance too often anymore you know you don't see those gray maddox or you know uh i guess who, who i'm looking for uh the, the little young left he looked like uh
2: Cueto looked like levon hernandez No, my left the
0: lefty from seattle i, I you know he, he won a lot of games too i'm, I'm His name ain't coming to me. but Who,
2: Randy Johnson?
0: No, from Seattle. He didn't throw hard. The the little lefty. But I can't think his name right now. But that's what his performance uh, reminded me of, you know, a guy who knew how to use, you know, all four quadrants of the zone and who knew how to get guys out, who knew how to, you know, create weak contact. And it was funny. I was watching the broadcast yesterday, and the guy was like, Quato, makes hitters upset because his balls look good to the eye, but for some reason you just can't barrel them up. And I think that, that was a, a heck of a uh, statement by the broadcaster right there because he's absolutely right. Because i seen some pitches Quato threw basically right down the middle of the plate, and guys couldn't barrel it up. But great performance by him and, and something we needed, too. And we need his leadership, and he's a guy who knows how to win. He came from the Giants organization, you know, when they was winning. So those to him yeah well
1: that's a that's a veteran pitcher you know when he don't got his eight game pitching he can still pitch you know because like you said he could pitch the all four quadrants of the uh zone so he could pitch the contact and without going somebody taking him out the yard you know he could get you a ground ball he could get you a flat ball so he's he's effective like you said eight eight innings i'm taking his eight innings three strikeouts over. a some guys five innings eight strikeouts let's
2: let's be honest the dylan sees six in and ten strikeout starts i would rather johnny cueto give me that length and sacrifice case
1: yeah I, I would too it, If you know and the offense is working with him I, I would too that's why i want him in a three-man rotation
0: when we in the playoffs yeah he he's showing his uh the time i mean he shortens the distance to your bullpen as far as like you don't have to have four or three guys cover his start to seem like you know you got two guys covering you know a quato star because he's going seven so you got a guy that can come in in the eighth and then of course you will close in the ninth. so i like what quato is doing man but the most important thing to me that he did was he called out the guys in the media when he said hey we can win this thing, basically, if we still got some fight in us. And I think him challenging the guys, you see the difference in guys stepping up. And even though I'm a Tony Larusa supporter, I kind of disagree with Tony Larusa, you know, saying he didn't understand what Quato was talking about because what you had was a veteran in your locker room that stepped up and did what you should have done, which is call some guys out and be like, hey we in this thing. We need to go out here and get it and win. So, I salute Johnny for that.
1: I do too. And like yeah. like you said, like Justin was saying, you got a guy that can go that long without uh, putting stress on the bullpen. We've seen time in, time again. Usually the team that wins it is the team that has the freshest bullpen. Not, all, not necessarily the most talented bullpen all the time. But the freshest when 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 they don't have to just you know go down to the last to the sixth guy in the bullpen every other day because guys is getting thrown out there to cover the starters so you know you keep them Mars fresh in the bullpen you got a pitcher like him that could do that man I think we could do some damage man
2: let me run this by y'all real quick uh, in a in a real situation you can have Johnny Cueto start a playoff game number one and go Cueto, Cease, and Copac. Because if I if I want to use that veteran leadership, I want to put it to where it will be most valuable, where the lights are the brightest. Now, we've seen Johnny Cueto fold against the Pirates in the playoffs in, twenty what was that, 2015? But I think that's a different picture than who he is today, and I think he's exactly what we've been needing. We said we needed a, a, a front-of-the-line starter, you know, mature, Effective. It ain't like Johnny Cueto been mid. He's been outstanding this year. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, TLR should be taking a look at starting a playoff series with Cueto, even though Cease has been the better pitcher.
0: Say so he's been that OG,
1: cookie, triple huh?
2: OG, <laughs> OG. Yeah, I mean, I, cookies,
1: I, I I I agree with you, Justin. I, I, and I and y'all know how I feel about Cease, but as far as you know, when it comes to the playoffs, he's. He's got more experience than the rest of the staff combined. So <laughs> I, I agree with you. That that might be a good thing. So for him to set the tone if he starts game one, sets the tone, uh, I'm 100% with that. But the way this organization been going, he might not even be in a three-man rotation. So
0: ain't no problem. They,
2: they going to treat him like he Dallas Keuchel.
0: I would, I would, I mean, if you're going to... No,
1: they're going to they're gonna stroke egos, and that's the reason why, you know, Mac just referenced what TLR said, you know, I don't know what he's talking about. He said that for the for the motherfucking egos.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, I mean, if you're going to throw Quato early in the uh, playoffs, to me, I would sandwich him in between a Dylan Cease and uh, Michael. You know, that's what I would do. I would sandwich him in between those two guys, you know, or if I didn't want to sandwich him in between those two guys, I would have him third, I guess you could say. We go,
1: Makata. Here you we
0: know. go. I, 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 please don't get hey. this guy all pumped up, man. But yeah, that that was ah, a, hey. that was, that hey, was a nice double right there. That was a nice hey. double, Makata, man. Yeah. Hey, if
1: if Mikata keeps at this rate, I might say I want him on my team. Mac, I ain't even gonna lie. I
0: you would know? too. Like I said, I'm not a hater. And you like, know what I mean? I just and like want to so, so oh, you he, a hater? Since man. he became
1: like, since he hater, became bro. uh since he became Latin King, he he been. <laughs> Hey,
0: I'm about to, what up, King? Hey, he showed some love to King, yo, oh, talk about some more Yeah, y'all. he went out there, man. He, he, he went, he went oh, in the land. <laughs> he went in the land. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not a hater. I'm just, I want him to perform. If we can get Moncada to, I don't know how, some, how play mental tricks with himself. Like, when there's nobody on base, where he envisions that there's somebody on base, you talking about this guy would, you know, probably by the end of the season, probably get his batting average up to 250, probably get his slugging, you know, maybe above 400. And that will be great for our favorite team, our favorite Southside team, the White Sox. But I want to get back to just the good news of the White Sox. Like, people have been crying on White Sox Twitter about, you know, the White Sox performance. But if you look at the White Sox since they were six and a half games back starting on July 5th, they had the best record in the AL Central at 23 and 15. So the White Sox been doing what they're supposed to do. And somehow it's been kind of going over people's head. But the White Sox been playing solid baseball. Yeah, they're not hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Yeah, they're not blowing guys out. I guess people think this MLB the show show where you're supposed to score 10 runs on guys because you can press, press triangle and shit. But the White <laughs> Sox been doing a hell of a job, man. So... I think we we had to salute them, and in the last thirty games, they've been nineteen and eleven. I mean, they've been doing a, a solid job, man, of, of really uh performing.
1: And 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 you're right, Mac. And I'm gonna go ahead and give me and you uh, both our flowers because we be, you know, catching some hate in the space sometimes. What what what's been going on through that stretch? Like you said, not a lot of home runs being hit, but. Some runs have been manufactured, you know. Mm-hmm. The the way the lineup's structured and you know you, I can't I can't get it out of my head sometimes, you know, we score no runs and at the end of the game we done left 20 guys on base, but so like this last five game stretch, man, they've been manufacturing some runs without, you know, without the long ball,
0: really. Yeah.
1: Now probably. we got the bases loaded.
0: And like I've been telling people, like, some of those games we lost, we actually had more hits than the other team. You know, we just didn't have the timely hits. And as you can see with these past two games against the Astros, what matters in baseball is timely hitting. If you can get good pitching, you can get good defense, and you can get timely hitting, you can win in a game of baseball. And so far, like, against the Astros, it seems like the White Sox have put that together. We only had one miscue in the field. And, you know, and that was Andrew Vaughn, basically. Oh, well, Josh Harrison had an error as well. But for the most part, the White Sox have been solid fundamentally uh, in this series. So I give him credit, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And You got to think about it, too. Like, what would you rather be? Top five in hits or top five in walks as a team? Like, you're not just going to take a few more walks and just uh, – immerse that into your fucking approach. Like, walking is a situational thing. You don't go into an at-bat expecting to take a walk. You taking the bat out of your own fucking hand. Like, yeah. White Sox fans been wanting hitters that are better at hitting the ball and swinging to take more walks and put themselves in a position where they necessarily probably won't succeed. All yeah, like that. will make the fucking box score look better, Dre.
1: Yeah, the the walk he just took, Grandall. Like I would have rather a ground ball out, ground ball out. It would have been three, three two with one out. Harrison just had another ground ball game. Might be tied now. Yeah. So that walk, that walk didn't help us at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. You when you look at it that way, you make a great point, Dre. But most people in baseball ain't gonna look at it that way. They're gonna be like, hey. Grandell did his job. It's up to the next guy to do his. But I mean, overall, that was a successful inning. Not as it's not as successful as it could have been, you know, because the White Sox did score two runs, but they could have got possibly three out of that inning, maybe even more, if uh, Harrison had hit in the double play. But I'm just. Glad the White Sox playing solid baseball, and one of and one of the reasons I wasn't worried is because to me they had the best pitching staff in the AL Central, and they also had the best, you know, uh, lineup too in AL Central. It's just the fact we wasn't getting any production early in the season out of Yoan Moncada, out of Yasmani Grandel, and out of some of the other guys because they was injured, like um, Eloy Jimenez. Uh, and now we don't even have Robert, and we're still winning. We don't have Robert or Tim Anderson, and we're still, you know, winning against a very, very good team. So I think everything is looking up, everything is heading in a positive direction. And that's one reason I w- was never nervous. And I told the light skin legend as he liked to call himself, so <laughs> to calm down, stop being emotional, you know, get yourself together, w- w- wipe your teary eyes, man, go get you some uh, <laughs> go get you some Kleenex and stuff, and stop all that damn
1: crime. Well, you, he, you know he a sensitive guy, man. So
2: yeah, hold on, hold on. Y'all not finna do this on the fucking show. <laughs> fucking Mankata sitting here fucking backpacking y'all team. Another light skinned legend. He got the audacity to come at me because shit got a little hairy. (laughs) Wow. I mean,
1: Mac been saying Mac been saying for months he ain't
2: worried. I wasn't worried either. Mac is a hundred years old with no pulse. He don't know what emotion do you expect (laughs) out of Mac?
1: I could count on a few on a few uh, occasions where you said we not even you know, going to make the playoffs. It's So, you know, I, I heard you say that, Justin.
2: Those I said facts. that on more than one occasion. That yeah. was our fact. Yeah. He did say that more than one occasion. I, but you know what, Dre? This may be news to you, and I'm going to let y'all <laughs> in on the secret. I've been wrong before. Now, I, I know y'all don't expect that, and I know y'all think I, I generally know everything, but I have been wrong before, and I may or may not be wrong about the Chicago White Sox team right now. Oh, you wrong.
1: Hey, man, <laughs> you sound like Terrence Howard on uh, Get Rich and Die Tran
2: right now. Yeah, another <laughs> light-skinned legend. I'm glad you know you're a goddamn melanin.
0: I'm glad. <laughs> so, I mean, what you expect, it, it seems like one thing that I will say I'm a little disappointed with about the White Sox is they when they're going against good competition, seem like they stepped their game up. But when they're going against bad competition, it seems like they play down to that level of competition. So hopefully when they start going against the Royals and the uh, Tigers again, that they keep this same energy that they have, you know, going against the Astros. That's, that's what I would like to see.
1: And that, and, that, and when you see that, that comes from an undisciplined team. because You know, you got to show up every game. The worst team could beat you just like the best team can. So when they when they slack in against the Royals, that that Royal series, we should have swept the Royals, I believe. And you know now we are playing better against the best team in American League than we did against the worst team in our division.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that 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 tends to happen though. Like you got to think about the brand go. of baseball that they play though. Like, the, the White Sox want to make the game dirty. They want to muddy it up. They don't want to get into a fucking slugfest with you. So when you play that brand of baseball, you're going to play to your competition. That's just the natural thing.
1: Well, maybe that's what – so you agree with what uh, Dallas was talking about then. We don't have that winning mentality?
2: No. I mean, there's no there, – when you look at the White Sox organization – that's not an organization that demands winning. Like, I, can, I know there's three motherfuckers on this podcast right now that expect more out of Chicago White Sox organization. But what about the players? They don't take the front of the name of the jersey as serious as we do. They don't. That South Side ain't cultural to them. It ain't fucking get rich or die, White Sox, for some of these players.
0: I, well, well, I'm glad you clarified for some because I think, like, for T.A. he does embody that uh, yeah he is I was Southside. just about to say yeah, A- too. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest even though Lynn has been struggling Uh-oh. he he embodies that Southside uh, type of mentality too I mean the way he's aggressive yeah. how he goes at guys so it's some players on there that have that I mean shit Johnny Cueto just proved it by calling guys out in the media basically saying hey Are we going to go out here and win this thing or what? Are we going to have some fight in us or what? That's that's Southside mentality right there. Like, Southside is never really give up. No matter how bad it looks, we always find a way to do uh, the best with what's available to us. So I kind of think, yeah, in some cases you do have guys on this team that don't have that mentality, but you also got some guys on here that that shows that fight, that shows that Southside mentality, that type of culture that we have, you know, out South. Well, Mac,
2: you got to think about it, too. Like, Cueto and Lance Lynn are relatively new to the organization. They only been here. Cueto been here for six months. Fucking uh, Lance Lynn been here, what, two years? He he wasn't around when we grabbed Robert, drafted T.A., you know, made the trade for Moncada. So they wasn't around when it was necessary for that type of leadership to be here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was like Abreu was just like Papa Bear instead of fucking Major pain, Like, imagine if fucking Mankata had that 2019 season with Cueto and Lance Lynn on the roster. They would have had two feet in his ass in 2020 saying, nah, fuck this COVID shit, we trying to win a ring. You know what I'm saying? You got to do X, Y, Z.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you to a certain extent as far as, like, yeah, the white Sox haven't really developed a winning culture you know, organizationally. I mean, I agree with that. It's not like they the Yankees, you know, or even the Dodgers or the Red Sox. I hate to, mm-hmm. you know, I hate mm-hmm. to name, name, name your damn team. But, yeah, it's not, even the Giants, you know what I mean? You can put put them in there. It's, it's not like they have that type of rich history of winning, you know, or, or, or building, you know, a winning organization where it's basically, you know, in Boston, you know, in New York, you know, with the Dodgers. It's a World Series or it's a bust. That's how they feel. Yeah. Like it's not a successful season unless they have a ring on their finger. Yeah. Like
2: sometimes yeah. winning is everything.
0: I mean, that's the way it I mean, should it be.
1: Is. It is. <laughs> to the to the truth to the true Southside fans, but we got we got too many pansies in our fan base that that don't demand that you know, Are you saying they fans. going to
0: corporate? That's what you're saying. We we do have some corporate fans. Now. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm not <laughs> even.
1: Gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Yeah, we got some Fugazi ass fans. <laughs> so and and the Fugazi fans when they cheer, if this was New York, Machado would have would have been getting booed, even getting them hits. I I remember how the Yankees was doing uh, a Rod, and he was having. MVP-type season. Excellent point. (laughs) They just ran
0: Joey Gallo up out of there.
1: (laughs) Literally. When when, when Timmy Anderson has an issue, still batting 300, everybody, you know...
0: Up in arms.
1: Up in arms. So I I don't know what it is. I think I might have a clue about what it is, but, you know, that's not for me to speculate. Mm -hmm. But we, we got some weird fans, and... They not true to the South Side, like how me and you said yesterday, Matt, I would. It was like everybody was like, uh, "I want to see a Bears Super Bowl over a White Sox World Series." I said, "Not me,
0: absolutely not,
1: not no. I." I, yeah. I want to see the Sox World Series because that's South Side. Exactly. Like I remember my grandfather; he wasn't even a Bears fan because Bears technically is North Side. They are the in,
0: Arizona, the Arizona,
1: the, the, Arizona the Arizona Cardinals used to play at Comiskey. That was that was the South Side team too. So he was a Sox and a Cardinals fan. So I, I would much rather see that White Sox World Series than the Bears Super Bowl. It, it means more to me.
0: I agree. I mean, I'm I'm a White Sox fan first, number one. Uh, I'm from the South Side. It means a lot to me, you know, to see what I call my favorite neighborhood team win. Grew up right. Basically, two miles from, you know, the park. So, I agree. I want to see them win. I, I would like to see. You know, two thousand and five is almost twenty years. You know, twenty years uh, ago. So, I want a new, yeah. a new. Uh,
1: I want some, another.
0: One. Yeah, no, another one to talk about. The, you know
1: the last, I mean? the last time the Sox won, one, Those babies is high school seniors now. So
2: that was. Yeah, I want another one.
0: A while ago. It
2: sounds it sound like Mac just afraid, you know, you get up in age and you start forgetting shit. You don't want to forget the White Sox World Series, so you need them to win one more to stack it on top.
0: I can never forget 05. I mean, I can I can literally damn near live each series in my head, play by play, what went on in every game. You know, I, I, 05 was that special. Right? You, you, I don't see that how any White Sox fan could – Forget 05. I still remember listening to Sports Talk Radio, even though it it has changed now, but listening to Sports Talk Radio after the the 2005 White Sox team won and and listening to Matt Yerko and Harry or Jerko, whatever they call them, and them guys just naming. They like Mark Burley from uh, something Missouri. I mean, they was just going down the line, just naming those guys, giving them kudos. I mean, and that and that was what it was about, bro. I mean, that was that yeah. was special, you know.
1: I I, rem, I remember it all from how many bags of chewing tobacco wine were you wine you rebate used to every sweat drop off of uh, the brim of Bobby Jinx's cap. But that was just a magical season. That was a magical season,
0: man. It just it kept happening. Yeah, it was magical. I mean, who, who would have thought? That uh, Scotty Potts would hit a walk Scotty off home Pods. run. He, I, I, he, I, I don't think he hit. Did he even hit one home run in that season? I'm trying to remember this. I think. He, I think maybe the, his more. only
2: other one was against Boston in the division series. Yeah, that,
0: that, that's what I'm saying. Like
2: he goes Finally, a like whole said, season
0: man. without a home run and just blast one, bro. Like I
2: think. That's I think special. my uh, my favorite moment from that World Series was Jeff Blum home run in Houston because that game was I was up I was tired as fuck bro I was in seventh grade <laughs> I, I played the game you that's know. when you was eating crayons huh? don't worry about what the fuck I was eating
0: <laughs> you know and that, that was a I, complete I team it Jeff too. Blum. that was a complete team when you think about it you had uh, Willie Harris coming off the bench to run bases you had uh Pablo Azuna, I mean, you just everything fit together, and 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 Jeff Oblong, he came in at the trade deadline. That wasn't no flashy move, but guess what? It worked out. You know what I mean? He he hit a home run for us in, in a big big moment. You had Mark Burley in the fucking bullpen drinking beers. He come out the bullpen close to the fucking game down. You know what I mean? Like that was a different type of team. Like when people talk about Southside, right. they represented the Southside. They was gritty. They was hungry They didn't give a damn what anybody had to say They had a manager who who didn't give a fuck About speaking his mind I mean that was like The golden and, and he era is, of he the Side. He is truly Southside Ozzy is Southside to the core Exactly Exactly I mean so Even you know I want this team to win the World Series But I don't think as a White Sides fan you You, uh, you will ever forget 2005. That's just uh, that's special right there, man. That's the holy grail right there. You, you're right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: but at the end of the day, if you got Alzheimer's or dementia, you don't control what you remember.
0: Oh, I'm gonna remember yeah, hey, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to remember that. Whatever. Yeah,
2: but I mean, if you look at Michael Kopech now, he got he got through 5 innings, 3 runs, uh, two strikeouts. Just like I mean, it was Yeah, it was it was a it was a ugly it was a ugly start, but he kept us in the game and we was talking about that during the show. It's like you can't throw haymakers, you got to be able to brawl and you know take some punishment too. He did an outstanding job uh keeping us
0: alive. I mean, this Astros team is tough now. You know, let, let's Fair. let's not Fair. act like they tough, so I mean, I would love to see him, go. you know, have a uh, quality start. So that would be six innings. But for him to, you know, go five innings and only give up three, that's fairly solid, especially against the Astros. We remember very well what they did to us in the playoffs last year. They completely uh, destroyed us. So, you know, overall, I I believe it was a solid start. You can't say it was an ugly start and not call Cease start ugly uh, Justin because they both – Gave up three runs in five innings.
2: Well, when I say ugly, I mean it. It wasn't like a, a a typical start. Like you, it was some struggle there, but you could see the difference between Cueto and Cease and Kopech, where Quato can limit the damage a little bit more and not labor in a situation like this. Kopech and uh, Cease labored the last two nights, and we still found a way to win. So, with Kopech keeping us right within that striking range when shit could have got real foul early, I mean, it, it's a great start, actually, when you look deeper than the numbers.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Quato is uh, more methodical than Cease and uh, That's Kopech the word. is. That's yeah. the perfect word to describe it. I think, also, you have to understand that Quato is a little bit, he's he's more seasoned, too. So, maybe, you know, as Kopech and sees go through their careers. He's
1: not going to shoot himself in the foot. Exactly. You know, That's a great lot of point. a lot of times, Kopech and Dylan they 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 um they're going to provide the the bullets to put in their chest. You know, they 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 get them walks, Dylan more than Kopech. You know, he he uh he'll walk a lot of guys that come home, touch that plate.
0: Yeah, and 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 uh, it's like you look at Quato I mean, my man hit a batter on purpose. You know what I mean? He like mm-hmm. I'm not going to even pitch around this guy. I'm just going to hit him, put him on base. I'm not finna waste no pitches, none of that. Let me go to the next guy. But I will say Cease <laughs> yesterday, he was kind of methodical when he uh balked intentionally to get the guy off second base <laughs> because he felt, you know, the guy could be stealing his signs or, or relaying it to uh, – you know his yeah, teammate then, that that was the, that was smart that, the that was
1: intentional smooth. the intentional ball <laughs> yeah that
0: that was smooth yeah. <laughs> I should have known because when he dropped the damn ball I'm like what
2: the hell let's
0: go let's he looked go. at the
2: he looked at the umpire like what you waiting Bro, on guys? yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah basically like man send that guy over the third it looked like Vaughn yeah. had some wheels down on that error then he got the second yeah yeah. Very solid. We're going to have to probably do a live broadcast one day. That'll be cool.
1: No, we, we. That'll that'll be be my dream come true.
2: That'll definitely be dope. I could be better. I could be better than Jason Benetti. I'll tell you that right now.
0: You ain't going to say exit Velo (laughs) a thousand times? Nope. I mean, he's kind of getting out of that though, I guess. He must have had some complaints. Uh, uh, or uh, listening to your ass uh, uh, <laughs> or, or, or Steve Stone told him Hey man you say X V One more motherfucking time <laughs> You know <laughs> 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 Is that going uh, uh. Damn the way Eloy posed just, on that I, I thought it was He just missed See that's what happened when motherfuckers swinging with
2: square When they should be swinging with X <laughs> <laughs> that curveball was a lazy one too. Yeah. If
1: he would have swung with X, that, that would have went over the, that would've
2: won over. No, or just at least another motherfucking double down the line. Vaughn already at two.
0: Oh, as nine, he must have ordered too many damn lattes with whipped cream and motherfucking caramel sauce, son. He couldn't make it on yeah, the show yeah. today. He had the had the runs. Yeah. Put it old yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he I said just, he, said he just had can't. kidney
2: stones and explosive diarrhea, so uh, prayers for our <laughs> ass Hopefully he ain't got that Ken W.O., uh, irritable bowel syndrome. That shit nasty. <laughs> Hell nah. <laughs> Waddling to the bathroom like Daffy Duck. <laughs> Hell nah, boy. You I, just, I,
1: don't think, I don't think he wanted to see me this week because we was going to continue some of what happened on uh, Ray's juke joint.
0: Oh, don't tell me he was scared, man. Damn. Yeah, he might have been scared of me. He nah, ducking nah, his taco? Come. <laughs> hey, he, he might be, you know. Never, you know. I
1: ain't gonna back down like his other his other enemies. You know he he put fear in them guys. You know he don't put no fear in me. So
0: I hear that. It is what it is. He ain't
1: show up. So that's he all, do that's be all bullying people
0: in the spaces, man. He be wild. Uh, he he, he a big bully. Yeah, man. big bully in the spaces. I agree with that. So on this man, show, the, we like to leave our last words with the people. So go ahead, uh, Justin. What you got?
2: Yeah, another virtuoso by Frank Minakino and the coaching staff. Really blessed and uh, grateful we got such good leadership in clubhouse in the Chicago White Sox. Thank God we don't got to rely on Jose Abreu and shit like that to be uh, a leader. So shout out to you, Frank Minakino. Keep doing what you do.
0: Uh, You're going to have a lot of hate mail coming in. It doesn't matter for that. You know what I mean? A lot of people ain't, ain't, ain't fans of uh, Frank right now. But I hear you. What what you got for the people, Jay?
1: Man, it's only one Frank in White Sox history that's important to me. And it ain't Manikino. Big hurt. But I'm going to stay positive. I'm not going to talk about Mankata. I'm not going to talk about F.M. He finally turned the radio on, but uh, (laughs) everything is going smoothly right now. The pitching staff is looking like they're running on all cylinders. The offense is starting to come around. We've won five games in a row. Uh, We're one game out of first place, so I'm happy. I'm excited. Just keep the positive vibes flowing. Go White Sox. Southside, baby.
0: I hear that. I'm, I'm positive, too, on the White Sox. All I gotta say is the boys are back. What they tell you right there? What they telling? White Sox playing with energy. Seems like they got that fight in them now. That fire up on them. Anytime you see Yohan, you know what I mean, on first base screaming and yelling. They tell you something. You never see any emotions out of that guy. You know, he's normally too busy, got the Hawaiian shirts on, trying to look pretty. You know what I mean? But ever since he took that trip down the 22nd Street, got them yellow cleats. I don't know what they did, you know, but he became a plug thug. Ever since then, he's been getting the job done in clutch situations. So what that, with that being said, I'd like to give a little salute to Yohan for doing the job. You know, I gotta give you credit with for that. And with that being said, Bad Guy Radio out.